Welcome back to the Sun Pulp. Po- uh, welcome, actually, to the Sun Pulp Podcast. I'm your host Joe Loria, and I'm your co-host Josh Jones. And we are a film podcast coming to you from Autonomous Productions. Yeah, Autonomous Productions is the premier Syracuse University film production company. We make a lot of dope short films. I think they're also the only one on we, campus too. Yeah, we are. Yes, <laughs> but it's a great club. If you want to join, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, at Autonomous underscore yeah that's the insta handle yeah anyway you guys are probably wondering why the heck you should be listening to us and our movie opinions well i guess then we should introduce ourselves exactly yes so my name is joe loria i'm a sophomore here at syracuse university i'm a trf major in the newhouse school which automatically makes me cooler than any of you because i'm in newhouse um but yeah uh i love movies I love watching TV. I have a very interesting taste of movies and television, though. It's a lot different than the typical film critics type of uh, film opinions, you know. I haven't seen many Marvel movies. Actually, I've seen no Marvel movies recently. I haven't seen Star Wars since I was in probably the second grade. Wait, you're kidding me. Really? You no. Haven't seen Star- like, it's it's even, just not something I'm a big did fan of. Did you watch, of. like, the, sorry, we're getting off topic, but have you seen, like, the original trilogy and the prequels? Yeah, I've seen those. But none of the sequels? None of the sequels, no. Okay. And, yeah, um, I f- we'll talk about my favorite movies later on in the yeah. podcast, but um, my all-time favorite movie is Goodfellas. I just had to say that. That kind of gives you a vibe of who I am. I love Scorsese. I love Tarantino. Those kind of movies. That's kind of a red flag for some people, <laughs> but those are my favorite um, things. It's definitely film bro energy, I think. yeah. I'm I respect not, it. Yeah. Hey, no, there's no hate for the film bro. Yeah, I've also been on one singular autonomous productions set. Yeah. It was Dine and Dash. Which and, yeah, go ahead. That was that was a that was a cool time. That was a good time. It was pretty fun. I'd never been on a film set before. And from doing that, that's how I landed this gig. And this is gonna be a great time. I'm very excited to get started. This is my first ever podcast. I'm on radio though. Check me out on Z89, not to plug myself, The Juice and uh, the Z Morning Zoo on Tuesdays. But, yeah, first ever podcast. I'm excited to get started. But, Josh, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, so as you guys know, my name is Josh Jones. I am also a television radio film student at Newhouse. I'm a junior, though, not a sophomore. Mm. Um, oh, how, how, what do I even talk about? I struggled to get into film. I was originally a newspaper student. Wow. Realized that I was miserable doing that. And I was, and my dad was like, "Hey, you like movies? You talk about movies all the time. Why don't you study movies?" Exactly. And I was like, "Sure." Like it's, it's kind of the first time I've ever heard a parent suggest that their kid go into the arts. Yeah, I gotta say, my parents were the same way, and I was honestly surprised because usually when parents hear that their child wants to get involved in film, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, "Okay, so what's the backup plan?" Yeah, exactly. What's, what's the minor? How or, are you gonna actually are have you double money? majoring? Exactly. But thankfully, I lucked out. And my parents were the same way. They've always been supportive. And honestly, I got to say, shout out to the parents that are supportive of their kids getting involved in film. Love you, Mom and Dad. Love you too, Mom and Dad. Anyway, to continue with my, yes, my character bio, on, yeah. um, I like to think that I'm a pretty good movie nerd. I definitely haven't seen a lot of the classics. Like a lot of, I've seen, I think, one, maybe two Scorsese films. Wow. I'm working on my Tarantino. Wow. I have some hot Tarantino takes, but we'll get to that uh-huh. later. Interested to hear um, those. Love Marvel movies, obsessed with them. I think every, anything like geek culture uh-huh. is definitely my bread and butter, but I'm definitely trying to get more into like 
oh, I don't even know what to call them. I don't want to call them like films or cinema because I, I hate that term. I, yeah. I definitely think that Marvel movies are cinema, whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm definitely trying to expand my taste in film and I'm highly critical. I'm so, so critical of mm-hmm. everything I watch. Are you on Letterboxd? Oh, I'm, of course I'm on Letterboxd. If you haven't downloaded Letterboxd and you're watching this podcast, there's a problem. Yeah, you Download Letterboxd. You should you get a, not you should a film bro or nerd <laughs> unless you have a Letterboxd account. Yeah, you could follow me at tr3yj at Letterboxd. Thank I, you. I think I am, I'll pull up my Letterboxd right now. If Aren't anyone's you like, interested like in following. C-L-U-M. I am Clums Loria. Yeah. We'll talk about that later on the podcast. All right, I'm very curious point, about that. But that is a uh, nickname that was given to me back in the day when I went to this summer camp. But yeah, Clums Loria on Letterboxd. Add me. Don't have a lot of movies on there. I only have lists. You work on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. But, yeah, so as you could tell, our movie tastes are very different. You have yeah. film bro and film nerd. Not there you go. No, that's no, pretty but, accurate. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, I also want to explain the name because to some people, when they heard the Sun Pulp podcast, no one really understood what that was. I wouldn't have understood what it yeah, was. Yeah, so either. the Sun Pulp podcast is a reference to a Sopranos line. Um, also, we got to talk about that because the – prequel movie drops yeah. next week. Um, but, yeah, there's a line in The Sopranos where Tony is talking to his wife about orange juice, and his wife got him the wrong orange juice. And um, he goes, this is the one with pulp. I like the one with some pulp. And I figured that's perfect because that's the greatest TV show of all time, in my humble opinion. Yeah. And also, we're Syracuse, and if you go to Syracuse University, you know that we try to plug in orange into everything. Every little thing. From my slice to, like, Juice Jam, which is this weekend, to Autothon, anything orange, like the peel. There's something, like, peeled. I don't know what you're talking about. There's some about. kind of peel. There, oh, there's a show in Citrus TV that's called Unpeeled. Oh, that's funny. All uh, juice, funny. Like, everything about this school, like, we somehow yeah. try to add orange into it. Like almost all of the acapella groups have some like orange pun to them. Like, yeah. Main squeeze, mandarins. Even our program has an orange. Yeah, we yeah. literally have an, an orange. So I think this was the perfect name for the podcast. But let's get into our main topic of today's episode: remake and reboot culture in films and TV. Josh, you take the lead on this one because you brought this topic in. Here's the thing. There are a lot of remakes and reboots coming up. Um, notably, The Matrix. Oh, what is it called? What is it called? I saw that. The Matrix they're rebooting. The fourth I, one. The Matrix, it is the... And, like, let's talk about all the Disney live-action remakes that there have been I'm, in the past I'm couple years. I'm not a fan of those, I have to say. I think that's... It's just called The Matrix. Oh. No, it's like, Matrix, it's like re- it's Resurrections. That's Matrix what it is. Resurrections yeah. is The Matrix one. Keanu Reeves is coming back. Um, the person who plays Trinity is coming back, too. I've actually never seen the Matrix. You've never seen it ever. No, I, you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of movies that we talk wow. about on this podcast that you are going to say, "Wow, you've never seen that." Dude. You know, what? I feel like you might do the same thing to me though. But it's on different. Yeah, it's on, different, it's on different. Exactly. So this is why it works. Um, but yes, the Marvel remake. Well, I feel like every Marvel what Marvel movie remake. Is, you don't consider the Spider-Man well, movies to be a remake. Okay, so this is also something I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So Spider-Man, for those of you guys listening at home. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero of all time. Yes. Who do you I'm, think is the best Spider-Man? The be- This is such a pointed question. This is really difficult for yeah. me. Um, if I have to if I have to choose a, my favorite Spider-Man, like the actor for portraying Spider-Man, yeah. I'd probably say Tom Holland. But if I'm talking about the best films, 
probably just the Sam Raimi Tobey Maguire movies. I really like those movies. I think they're very well done and very like yeah. emotional and character driven. I've only seen Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. I don't think that's. Have you seen Spider Man Two at least? Yeah, I've seen all the three okay, good. Tobey Maguire good, ones. I've seen Spider Man, Spider Man Two, and Spider Man Three. Okay, those are the three Spider Man movies I've seen. That's fair, and you, you can skip the Andrew Garfield ones. We don't need them. They're they're yeah, fine. I've heard they're they're, they're I've okay heard movies. They're okay. Yeah. Um, but like even like with Spider Man No Way No Way Home, there's huge rumors. They're based. They're almost not rumors at this point that Tobey oh. Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to return. But what are they going to do? So isn't that considered a reboot or a remake? So or no? I mean, like it's like oh, I don't even know. It's really complicated because they're they would essentially be making this their sequel. Uh huh. Even though the MCU Spider Man is in no way connected, at least initially. To those universes, because they're completely separate. That's I don't know. I don't understand the Marvel movies and because so, <laughs> I feel like all of them are reboots and remakes because they just have new people playing. It's the it, role. It gets really complicated. Don't worry. I'll like I'll I'll, I'll teach you so much more about yes, Marvel movies. I, I'm excited to learn more. I mean, I, I just feel like in general though, it's it seems like that entertainment in general has just run out of ideas, and now they're just. I also will throw spinoffs into this category as well. Yeah, no, I because think that I mean, there in twenty twenty one alone, there is a list on Insider of twenty eight TV reboots, remakes, and spinoffs that are in the works right now. Wow, twenty eight. There's not that many things on television that are worth watching. I mean, some to name. You have Dexter is getting a reboot. Um, well, there's... Dexter's getting their final season. Oh, just to just to clarify that, because ev- I haven't seen Dexter yet. I've heard great things about uh-huh. it. Besides, like the last season, I heard the last season is garbage. Yeah, and so they're redoing, or the they're making, or they're making an additional season a couple years posted. So oh, ended. that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um Then you have the Jetsons. The Jetsons are getting a new movie. Uh, they're getting a new show. A new show. Rugrats came out this year. iCarly came out this year. Okay, I have a hot take. I kind of. What did you think I, of the? I kind of. I kind of enjoy the iCarly. I I do too. I think wait. Have you seen it? I saw a couple episodes. Stop. I actually really liked it. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on iCarly when I was a wee old. I was in second grade. Eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I'm a year younger than you, so I was in first grade. But I had the biggest crush on iCarly growing up. That's so funny. So I loved watching it. I also think it's funny that it's now more adult themes, kind of. Yeah. And isn't she dating Freddie now? Um. Or they they. I don't up? think I don't think so. I'm I haven't seen the very last episode uh-huh. of the season yet. But she actually. Do you mind if I spoil you it? You can spoil it. Okay. I wasn't planning on. She like gets with this like auto mechanic guy. Like, uh-huh. there's one episode where, like, her car breaks down. It, she names it Vin Diesel. Her car's named Vin Diesel? Her car's named Vin right, Diesel. See, that's, like, funny. <laughs> and it breaks down, and this guy, he's like, yeah, no, like, like there's no way of fixing this. This is, like, $1,500, something like that. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, how in the world am I going to pay for this? And she and she basically is like, you're lying to me because you are you think that I'm a woman and that I'm stupid and I don't know anything about cars. Uh-huh. So she goes to, like, a mechanic school, and he's teaching it. And they end up like falling in love with each other in that process. Oh, it's really weird. So that's what happens. Yeah, it's is really... she still doing the show, like so, the iCarly show? So this is my least favorite part uh-huh. about the show. They, like, in the very first episode, they showed her actually shooting the show because you know, like, uh-huh. that's what how like a lot of the episodes yeah, like, that was at how least it, start. Yeah, like back welcome when back, it was on guys. The it's iCarly here, literally. But now they never show her on the show. 
Like she'll occasionally mention like, oh yeah, like we just saw this really funny bit earlier. But she'll they'll, they'll never show them. Well, maybe it. it's because it's ten years after the original running of their iCarly had ended. So maybe people aren't tuning in to iCarly in the iCarly universe. No, they are. They're getting so many views. They talk about how many views they're getting. Where's the proof, though? Where's the Where's the I, proof? Well, there is actually one episode where uh-huh. this is getting so off topic. Um, <laughs> so I'll I'll finish with this. There's one episode where. Um, basically, Carly makes a meme uh-huh. out of Spencer, and Spencer like has this huge exposition out of spite of her. Oh, right, and she's live streaming it, being like, "Hey, you guys should all come see this," and she gets like all of these views. She's getting like 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 hundreds of thousands of views. Well, wait a second before we get off the topic of iCarly. Yeah. I think it's time to do one of my favorite segments, film and TV theories, because they're speaking of Spencer is a theory about iCarly and Spencer stemming back to their time on Drake and Josh. How in the world did you segue this? Was this planned the entire no, time? No, it was not planned. I just thought in my head about it. Okay, go it. ahead. Okay, so there's a theory that Spencer... Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a theory on the internet um, that stems... I'm just looking this up real okay. quick. Because it's a fan theory that claims that Crazy Steve from... Drake and Josh, because yeah. as you know, uh, what is her name in real life? Miranda Cosgrove, and I'm just going to call them Spencer from iCarly because I don't know the actor. Jerry Trainer, Is right? that his name? Jerry Trainer. I think so. There's a, so they both were on Drake and Josh, right? And he was yeah. Crazy Steve in, on Drake and Josh. He was the crazy movie theater guy. There's a theory that Crazy Steve murders Drake and Josh. Stop. <laughs> and kidnaps Megan... And created whole new lives for them as siblings, Carly and Spencer. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Kind of. That's really freaky. Do you mind if I shatter your theory right now? Is that okay? Or is that offensive to you? No, go for it. There is one episode of iCarly where she's sitting down and she's watching Drake and Josh. And then Megan, like, says Uh some line. And she's like, ugh, like, what an awful person. And it's supposed to be like a huge meta joke. Maybe she was, uh, I don't know. Maybe it could be, um, well, what's that movie called? Oh, I should, the Truman Show kind of thing. So here's a, here's a, the entire time. that's true. So here's a more in-depth theory. Okay, ready. So it also says there's more. In the earlier episodes of iCarly, Spencer and Carly's grandfather arrived to take Carly with him to a town known as Yakima because he felt Spencer was not responsible enough to be Carly's caregiver. At one point in the episode, he said that he would be staying in the Parker Nichols Hotel until he came Ooh. to finally take Carly to Yakima with him. In Drake and Josh, Drake's last name was Parker and Josh's was Nichols. Yeah. Okay. Thus, given the idea that they had something to do with the hotel. The truth is that Drake and Josh survived and used the inheritance from their parents on the event of their death to start a hotel that they t- called the Parker Nichols Hotel, named after the two brothers. They sent Carly's grandfather, who was really some random old man they paid to go and take Megan back from Crazy Steve, only to fail. Saddened by this, Drake and Josh became addicted to methamphetamine, <laughs> only to convert the hotel into a meth house, which eventually resulted in them being found out and the hotel being shut down for good. Broken drug addicted, Drake and Josh stole a stash of meth from a local dealer and escaped to the sewers with the drugs, where the rest of their lives they did them and hallucinated that they were living the old life in their house in San Diego with their parents. Yeah. In an effort to save Drake, Helen quit her job at the premiere, 
stole a TARDIS, became the Doctor, and took Drake with Stop. her to adventure through space and time. What about Josh? Well, he managed to cure his addiction, clean his life up, and get a new acting job playing as a character in the Red Dawn remake. <laughs> Little did he know that the communist invasion he fought in the movie was actually happening in real life after Megan grew up, built an army, and sent her people to take over the United States. Weeks later, the U.S. was taken over by Megan's forces, and she described herself as Barack Obama, becoming the president. <laughs> Joe, so yes. Did you did you expect it to go off the rails like this? Also, no, I did not. Who posted this? Just so I can know, like the username. It is in creepy pasta articles. Creepy pasta narrated by Dave the Useless. Thank you, Dave. The totally that legit. That was useless. This was called the totally legit iCarly theory. That is my first film theory. That was beautiful. Yeah, I figured I'd go on a tangent right there since we mentioned iCarly. That was great. But back to the reboot culture, it's getting a little ridiculous. It is. I think so. I guess the. Interesting question here is, do you go and watch remakes? It depends. Like, it depends on what exactly is the remake. Yeah. Is it a remake that it's it's beating at a dead horse, per se? Mm-hmm. You know, like, for me, growing up, I loved baseball, so the Sandlot movies. Mm-hmm. I think two and three were not needed. It's also the same thing with sequels. I think you could also throw sequels in the yeah, category. Sure. I mean... So, for me, I've never seen Sandlot 2 or 3. They're not needed. Okay. There was one Sandlot. The Bad News Bears, same thing. That movie came out in the 1970s. It's a classic athletic baseball sports movie. I don't know if you've ever seen The Bad News Bears. I have not. I, okay. I recognize the name, but I've never seen it's it. A, it's a great movie. And then they remade that 30 years later. I'm bombed. sure it's very good. Bombed. The, the remake one, bombed. Okay. So it depends on what the movie is. It also depends on what the TV show is. It just all depends okay. for me. So I'm what about kind, you? I'm kind of problematic. You just scrolled past Power Rangers. So I'm, I remember I watched the Power Rangers like remake, reboot, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, I mo- watch most all of the Disney like super like not superhero um, like princess whatnot Stuff. stories. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I rewatched Roy- the pre- uh, like, Disney like, royalty, like, like Aladdin. I rewatched. Um, now, what do you think of those? Because I have not seen one of them. So I. If you compare them to like the originals, they're never going to be nearly as good. Like no. Aladdin is a classic, one of my favorite, if not my favorite Disney movie uh-huh. of all time. But I found some enjoyment in the live action version. Now, what is the enjoyment you find? That's what it's, I'm curious about. So maybe a lot of it is just nostalgia. Maybe it's uh-huh. just that I love, you know, hearing all the songs that I, you know, grew up with. Uh-huh. And I'm hearing them again. But also like, I don't know, they kind of like breathe new life. They're kind of it's interesting to watch how they turn these like cartoons where the you could do anything in a cartoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like the your your limit is your imagination. Exactly. Whereas when you're doing stuff in live action, sure, like we have VFX nowadays, but like you are constrained to what looks okay and what looks normal. And it's really cool to see how they pulled it off. Like the um oh what's that? The friend like me. Aladdin. So, yeah. I mean w- 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 uh, who's singing it? No, what's like the name of the oh, song? Uh Dun, dun, dun. Uh, well, that's I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. Oh yeah, it, it's, whatever. Oh, it oh is. It, it, literally, it's just friend like me. Okay. I think it okay. is that song, but yes, like, I know like, what you're talking about that song in the Aladdin remake is kind of a bop. I've heard it. Like it's I, Will kind, Smith did it's kind kill, of banging. Did kill it in his role. Like sure, it's it's not Robin Williams, it's, it, but no. it was never going to be Robin Williams. So I think then I kind of see a justification for doing that in the sense that oh, it's different people playing. Yeah. The roles. But it's the principle of the thing that bothers me. Uh-huh. Because it's purely creating content based off of our love for other things. 
to bring us in, right? It's almost one of those like surefire like money earners. Oh, it's a it's a money thing. It has to be. I mean, you're talking about Disney here. They've bought so many media conglomerates. Yeah. They're now the single handedly biggest media conglomerate I think in the world. I mean, the mouse rules, rules everything. Yes. So I think that's why they do it. I think other companies are just following in their path. I mean, Game of Thrones is getting a remake. No, a spin-off. Yeah. I also think spin-offs are same category that doesn't take a lot of work to do. The Walking Dead has had countless spin-offs. Yeah, and there's like like what is it? Like Rise of the Walking Dead or something like that. There's Rise of the Walking Dead, but now they're making a spin-off of um Carol and Daryl. Oh, really? The Walking Dead. They're getting a show together. Then there's Tales from the Walking Dead. Oh. Which is not the same as uh Fear the the Walking yeah. Dead. Now um, this show, what were you saying? I was gonna say there are so many Star Wars. Oh yeah, spinoffs like, Amanda, too. But Disney. Yeah, I, yeah you're Disney. right. But like, like, have you seen their slate of of like new TV shows that are coming out? They're like, they're like no. ten. They're like literally, they're like the Obi Wan them... show. There's the Visions one that just came out. Like they did Bad Batch recently. Uh huh. There's some. There's one about whatever that dude's name is from Rogue One. You're asking um, the wrong person. Oh, I forgot. You're, yeah. you're you're behind. You're asking the wrong person. I apologize. They're making a How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Is that real? It's a 10-episode comedy sequel. It will be called How I Met Your Father. Oh, that's on Insider, too. That's Oh, um, I just saw a trailer for The Wonder Years, too, yesterday. It has Dulé Hill. Love that man. Yeah. My, my thing is this with cable television. I think it's dying. Yeah. You know, and I was talking about this with somebody, how... All these shows you're watching. I don't know. Do you watch sports? Not at all. Not okay. in the slightest. So as a film bro, I do like to spend some time watching sports yeah. as well. It's very apt for your but, character. But yeah, if I'm watching a Thursday night football, say right. Yeah. The only ads they show for uh, new programming is cable television programming. Yeah. It seems like I've heard of none of these shows. And they are all basically the same plot. It's some guy and his family and the journey of their family. It, it's it's kind of sad how bad cable television has gotten over the years. And it really shows the dominance of streaming, which is why I think you're seeing a lot of revivals is because a lot of this new generation mm. is going to be growing up on streaming services. Yeah. So they're not going to know a lot of the stuff that came out on cable or that mm-hmm. came out in theaters. Well, I think that theaters will come back after yeah. COVID, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But a lot of these things that we grew up with on television and cable, they didn't, and they're not going to see. So that's why I feel like streaming is becoming the new thing. You know what? So taking what you just said, yes. I think part of it is, hey, cable's dying. Mm-hmm. We need a streaming platform. We want to bring you over to our streaming platform. Exactly. So let me. So let's reboot something. Let's reboot iCarly. To force you to buy, I still have not ca- canceled my Paramount Plus subscription. And I'm sure you only bought it to watch. I, I literally it. just watched it to watch. I as it. as I did as well, but then you start using it because all of Nickelodeon is now on Paramount yeah. Plus. You want to watch SpongeBob? The entirety of SpongeBob, all 20 seasons of SpongeBob, yeah. is on there. That's you want to really watch in. the Hash Slinging Slasher? They put it on. Nostalgia is the key to getting people in our generation because I don't know. I personally think by the time that I own my own home, and by the time that I have kids of my own, yeah. I'm not going to have a cable box in my house. Oh, of course not. I think You're I will have not. a Fire Stick or an Apple TV, and I'll plug that into my flat screen, and I'll have five, six different streaming services to choose from, and that's going to be what I use. 
So I think that's why the reboots and the remakes are so popular right now. I don't know necessarily why it is for films. I think it's more of a laziness thing. In my for opinion, sure. I mean, in the and, film again, industry, it's an easy. It's easy money. It's so easy because you already have a built-in fan base. You don't have yeah. to build your own audience. But it's a little frustrating. I want to ask you, what are some things that? Oh, they're making a Grease remake. That's gonna be. Oh, oh my gosh! And they're they're even redoing. Um. Oh, I should know this movie. This the one with snaps and Steven Spielberg. Is doing it. Uh, oh, West Side Story. West Side, they're doing a West Side. I saw that with, uh, oh my gosh, his name is on the tip of, tip of my tongue. He's a baby driver. Oh, Ansel Elgort? Ansel Elgort is playing the lead guy. Yeah. I didn't like West Side Story. I hate West Side Story. I just with thought a burning it, passion. My thing is this. Why are gang members dancing in the street <laughs> and frolicking along? Okay. That's just not a very gang member thing. Wouldn't you be kind of scared, though? No. If like, you saw a gang like snapping at you? you, you wouldn't freak out a little bit? No. It's the same thing if Troy Bolton and the Wildcats pulled up to my high school for a basketball <laughs> game. I would not be frightened at all by them. If they started singing like 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 sixteen or get your head in the game, no, in it, it wouldn't. You, it wouldn't frighten I, me. I, I don't understand why they have tough guys in musicals and expect <laughs> people to think that's realistic. It just doesn't happen. I would definitely be taking it back. I once heard so this is not movies, but I once heard that the best tactic to like fending off an attacker is to act even crazier than them. Well, it probably would freak you out, so yeah. Exactly, which is what I'm then, telling you. Okay, maybe you're right, because now I'm thinking back. Troy Bolton comes in singing Head in the Game, and then he drops 30 points on me. <laughs> I mean, that is scary. I'll you'd you'd at that. least be like a little like shook. You'd be I, a little I surprised. guess. I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Exactly. But so, yes. So you're going to ask a question. Grease, they're getting a uh, remake. Oh, Dune? Dune's getting a remake. I'm actually really excited. That's with Timothy, right? Yeah. Rugrats got a remake. That already came out. I mentioned that. Yeah. That one's creepy because, I mean, you can't really see weird. it, but look at the, the viewers can't yeah, see it. Yeah, they can't but. see it. But the art style's really... I used to love Rugrats back in the day. That was Rugrats, one of my favorite the theme TV shows. Too. They had a oh. spinoff show. They did. All oh. grown up. Yes. I forgot about um, that. But my question to you is, give me... Three movies or TV shows that you hope stay untouched. Stay that will untouched. never be touched by whether that be, I don't know, just things you think, okay. you just hope that they don't touch them. All right, that so the film gods make sure never get touched by studio heads. All right, they might have to edit around me thinking because it's going to take me a hot second. Well, I can, give you, thing... I can give you a couple. Okay, yeah, you give me a couple because I, I have like one. And I can think of a couple more as you talk. So definitely the one that I hope they never remake is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. That movie needs to stay untouched. I've never, I've never finished Ferris Bueller's Day okay, Off. I started watching it, but I didn't finish it. I don't know how you've never finished that movie. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. So the problem was I was watching it on Netflix, uh-huh. right? And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I started watching it because the next day was going to get taken off, right? So, like, oh, so, when, yeah, when, yeah, so whenever yeah. like Netflix reset, it was going to leave. And I was just so exhausted. I feel. And that. it was at the point where I was like, I can't stay off to watch this. Well, movie it's anymore. back on Netflix, so okay. you have no excuse. All right, so then, okay, so I'll watch it, it at some know. point, and I'll, and I'll report back to you too. Okay, good to know. Okay, what's, um, what's ne- the other one? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, super bad, mm-hmm. and probably, probably, you know, the third one's up in the air, but I don't want to be like too much on the Seth Rogen, James Franco, but. Yeah. I hope they don't ever remake. Uh, I don't think they ever would remake it, but um, Pineapple Express. I've actually never. I've never. 
I don't know if I've, three, I've never seen Pineapple Express. I'm trying or to. Or Superbad. Let me, let me I haven't seen any of the movies let me, on let, your list. Let, let, me, let me look at my letterbox real quick. Okay. Maybe that'll help me. The first oh, oh, you know what movie I hope they never remake? Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's such a good movie. Yeah, no, that deserves to be And I'll give you touched. a movie that I think needs to be remade finally. I think they need a good version of it. This is very controversial. Yeah. I think it is time for them to make a good version of Great Gatsby. Oh, I. So here's the thing. I, I have some Great Gatsby tastes. Because, like, takes. do you like the book? Let's I just hate with the that. book. The book really bored me. Oh. And I dislike the movie even more. The movie I thought was super, like, just disrespectful. To the source material. Oh, oh, like there the, was like the a, Leo one. Yeah, with the Kanye West and the. That's what I was thinking. There's was, a Kanye West. There's like it's a hip hop movie. All of a sudden, what? I know. I I didn't I didn't like it. I, I mean, do you like the idea of the story itself? I like the vibes, like of the, the concept story. of oh, I mean, Nick Carraway's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. He's a little obsessive with Gatsby. Yeah, because you kind of forget that it's not in the perspective of Great Gatsby. Sometimes yeah. it's in the perspective of Nick Carraway, but. Um, I think that it's time for them to make a good version of that movie mm-hmm. because there's not been a good version of that movie because I personally really liked the book. I thought yeah. it was awesome. I thought it was just it really captured that time of the Roaring Twenties and it's crazy to think that that book is going to hit 100 years old I think next year. The great really? Book. Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure. It came out in the early 20s. See, everyone loved that book when we read it in school. And maybe it was just because it was so overhyped for me. Because I remember getting the book and I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been told to read this for years and 1925. years. 1925. So in four years from now, that book that's, will be 100. That's still years really old. close, though. Yeah. Is that when it hits Common do- Domain, too, or whatever it's called? I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, sorry, moving, moving on. Let's ignore that. that. Oh, <laughs> that's like the thing where anyone, it's yeah. anyone's property. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So maybe we will see a remake, but I feel like it won't be for a while. I don't think it will be at least another 20 years because. There's been two versions of The Great Gatsby. The one that came out with Leo wasn't the first one. What was the other one? I, I think it was called... So the Leo one was just called Gatsby. It wasn't The Great Gatsby. It really? Was Gatsby, yes. Are you now, sure about I, that? I'm, I'm sure. I will show you The Great Gatsby, 2013 film. Oh, no, it's The Great Gatsby. Well, look at, the, look at the trailer. It just says Gatsby. It just says Gatsby. Look at the movie. No, poster. you're right. You're right. But the first one came out in – so that one came out in 2013, got yeah. panned by critics, didn't even get a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. The second one, that one came out in 1974, and it got a 39%. Now, I feel like a story like that is so easy to make a movie out of. Also, it's really embarrassing. Francis Ford Coppola, who directed The Godfather, yeah. screen wrote – that's really surprising. Uh, Especially, go ahead, sorry, finish what you were saying. No, I was saying that he was the one who wrote that movie. Yeah, I, I for something for something that's so beloved, you're, I, I'm surprised that it didn't. Yeah. Like, no, I'm pretty surprised. Get a better too. adaptation. Yeah. It's, re- it's kind of odd to me. It's very surprising. Yeah, because books are really the source of a lot of good movies. If you think so many. About it. All of Stephen King's bibliography has become so many great films. I mean, could talk about that. That those are adaptations. Do you think that's yeah. lazy in itself? Using all right, hold on. So let me give you my three movies. Yes, and then I'll talk about, and then we can talk about the book thing. Too. Sounds good. So actually, I don't have three movies. I have one movie. Let me just hear the one. My, One's my, my, my one movie. Actually, I have two. Okay, I have two. that that works too. So this is getting some remake, reboot, whatever already. I don't necessarily need it to or want it to. The Lord of the Rings. 
movies. Yeah, no, I agree with they're you. Getting, they're like getting that's... the Amazon TV show. And it is all of, like, the the three books, right? Uh-huh. Um, I just, like, those are such great, well-done movies. And, like, could you ever watch anyone else besides Ian McKellen play um, Gandalf? I don't I've never seen Lord of the Rings. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? Joe, come on. Really? I've never seen Lord of the Rings. You're kidding me. No. All right, moving on. Fine, the other one is uh, When Harry Met Sally. Yes, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie. That's... That's a movie I really like. That's my favorite rom-com of all time. That's my favorite. We're going to talk about it later. That's also my favorite rom-com. Yes. Um, I think we need to do an episode on just rom-coms. I'd love to. Actually, I have not seen as many rom-coms as I would have liked to. Oh, well, I love um, rom-coms. So. But I think that movie is very ripe for remake potential because it's you know it's getting on the older side now. Yeah. Um, and you could do any, like, when blank met blank. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they got to be. But that concept of two friends dating and then... It's such an easy one to remake. I can see Hulu making a TV show with that, like right now. Like a limited series? Yeah, literally. Hulu has some good limited TV series. I will give them that, especially off of things that have already been done. They did a Looking for Alaska TV mm-hmm. limited series, and it was really good. I'm trying to think of any Hulu limited series I've seen. They also made a good movie, too, with Pete Davidson. Big Time Adolescence was a good movie. I haven't heard that much about it. No. But... Yeah. What were we talking about, Stephen? Books. Talking about books. Is that lazy? Is that considered a remake? Mm. I say no, but... It's definitely not a remake. For sure not a remake. It's not a remake, but it's definitely a little easier, I would feel like, than, say, coming up with something completely. But it could be harder to an extent. I think that you have to, like, mask the expectations of the books. You know what I mean? Like, you come out of the gate with people being like, I love this source material, uh-huh. and now you're going to bring it to life for me, you have to do it the right way. Like, I agree. Like Percy J- that's one remake I'm excited for. I'm excited for the Percy Jackson. They're remaking Disney the Percy, Percy Jackson books? They're doing a Disney Plus TV show. About Percy about, Jackson. About Percy Jackson. From what time? They're doing the... the from like, the start? Yeah, from the start. But they already made three movies. They made two movies. But ten years ago, it's not even that. No, so so, so like Logan Lerman isn't going to be in it anymore. Oh, so it's all new. Yeah, cast. They're, they're casting new people. Rick Riordan is actually a part of the entire process now. Him, oh, yeah, he and his he wife, was the guy I think, who wrote the book. Yeah, yes. Which is like you know a huge issue because he refused to even like read the 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 script or, or watch the movie. Why was that? Because cause he was still writing them. At, I mean, he wasn't writing the Percy Jackson series. He was writing like Into Heroes of Olympus. Uh huh. And he didn't want his perception of the movie to influence how he wrote his characters. Oh. Later on. That's pretty interesting. It's really it's really interesting. But now he's like hands on helping like the process go through um and it's just very very much a part of it. And so I'm hoping that because the original creators behind the project that it will retain its essence. I was more of a um Dive Wimpy Kid fan. I was too. Yeah, those movies were good. You know what? Roger Rules holds up. Yeah, for sure. Have you, have you seen it recently? One. Um, have I seen it recently? I think I saw it like two years ago ish, two ish years ago. I two, watched three it years ago, two summers ago. Yeah, probably around then. I think I was. I think it was two years ago. Yes, and I loved it. It's a, it's it's actually like really like I really like it. As oh, movie. it was good. It was a like, it was a good it, movie. It has no right being good, but it's pretty entertaining. Well, now that we are talking about our favorite movies and yeah. we're getting close to time. Yeah. I think it's time we reveal our top 10 or top 5 are we doing? 
I have, I only have five for you. Okay, we'll do a top so five. Let's please only do top five. Let's do a top five. You want to go first? Sure. So these are in no particular order. Okay. I'm going to pull them out. Do we want to discuss them a little bit too? You could, you could give a little discussion. You can right. explain yourself. Okay. So the first one in... Oh, actually, let's just get it out of the way. When, when Harry Met Sally. That's in the top five. It's... I don't know. I just love that movie so much. It has such a, a great... Are you sending Snapchats? Yeah, I had as, to as, answer, as, 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 as we're doing our podcast, I just this, is our, to, this is our premiere episode. There, there was one person I had to answer. That's fine. That's fine. It. Anyways. That's fine. It's just uh, Billy Crystal and, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name right now. Oh my gosh, I know it so much, too. She, she deserves some more respect than No, this. I don't. I want to remember. What is her name? Is it Meg something? Meg Ryan? Yes, yes, yes. Yup. Did I get it? Please tell me I got you it. You got it, Meg Amazing. Ryan. Boom. Thank you. I'm so bad 91% at names. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm very Tomatoes proud of myself. Too. It's just such a wholesome... Oh, and the music is so much fun. What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene from that movie? Oh, um... Man, this is such a tough question. The first thing that came to mind is when they're in the like, electronic shop, uh-huh. and they're doing karaoke, and is it Sally's ex comes in? Or is it... One of their exes, so I think it's the, Harry's ex comes in with her, I think it's Harry's ex. Yeah. So One of the exes comes, comes in, comes, though. So that scene comes to mind, and the one where they're arguing about, like, the coffee table. Oh, yeah. So I, f- I forget the context for it, but I remember it being very rich in, sub, in subtext. Yeah. For me, I would say... I find the the last scene okay because for me I love funny movies yeah. but if I'm watching a rom com I'm usually watching it when I've just been heartbroken yeah so <laughs> I like to realize that love exists to some extent so I love watching the part like my favorite scene in the whole movie is the last New Year's Eve when yeah. he runs up and he's like telling her all the things he likes about her I just think it's so wholesome it's really cute and that's my favorite part of the movie it's by so far good. which is so unexpected for me to say because a lot of people <laughs> my friends heard that that was my favorite part of a rom-com they'd be a little surprised there's a lot of cool people in the cast too carrie fisher was in the i cast. forgot carrie fisher was in there i only know where's princess leia so yeah same um the other thing about when harry met Sally, and then we'll move on is i just love how it's built on being a subversion of rom-coms yeah like all the oh, little yeah, it's, like it's not a rom com. Yeah, right? exactly. And all the little, the little like snippets of the couples getting interviewed. They're always yeah. like, "Oh my gosh!" Like love at first sight, and then we came back together, and then we fell in love and whatnot. And at every step of the way, when Harry met Sally, is like, "No, they're not gonna fall in love." It makes right you realize here. though that love is real. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Um, my next one is I'm gonna get the superhero movies out of the way. For yeah, you. You Logan. My mom loves. Uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackman? No, 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 no. What? Who? who oh, uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine. Yeah. Is he? Is it Wolverine? Yeah, that is. That is so yeah, I actually dressed up as Wolverine for Halloween once when I was four. Had you have you had you ever seen like an X Men movie before? Oh, I had okay, seen good. them then. Okay, that good. was my that was the end of my uh, that was probably the peak of my superhero run was when I was Wolverine and then Spider Man the year after. But okay. yes, I've seen a I've seen I had not seen Logan, but I've mm-hmm. seen Wolverine. In X-Men. Yeah, so that's a character a character who I wouldn't want rebooted. Hugh Jackman does such a good job as Wolverine. He is an awesome. He's been doing it for years now. He did it he did it for what? Like 14 years, I think. I think he had like the world record for like long Actually, that's that's a lie. It couldn't be longest running character. Maybe it was most films as a character. Is he still going to do it? No. I mean, it's 
Logan was pitched as being the end. Oh, so it's the end. Yeah. So Logan is, is like the is like the conclusion of Hugh okay. Jackman's story. Um, but it's really brutal, really gory, very um personal and emotional because he has this, connect, this connection with this little girl. Her name is Laura. Um and I don't know, it's just it's a very good, well done movie. It's full of like morality and like the not morality, mortality and like questions about like what it means to live and whatnot. Anyway, very good. The next movie, another superhero one, is Avengers Endgame. I fell asleep in the movie theater there in that movie. Are you kidding? I swear oh. to God. Well, I guess you hadn't seen them. I, no, I, I had not seen. I had them. I had seen the first Avengers. I was like in and out of sleep watching that. I had not seen two or three, and then I went to the movie theaters with seven of my friends to see Endgame, and six of the seven of us fell asleep. At six some out point. of you guys at some point during the movie. Yeah. How I. I don't know. I, I fell asleep during the part where um, Black Widow dies. That was the part I fell asleep. That really hurts me. So she was awake. I mean, she was alive when I was awake. Yeah. I woke up from my little nap, and she was dead. <laughs> and she was on the ground. That's really upsetting. So yeah. I will, I'm going to give you a little bit more context for uh-huh. my Marvel movie love. Um, I have seen all but two of the Marvel movies in theaters with my father. Oh, so it's like a father son, and so it's That's a it, awesome. it's a very close like like family thing that we have. Like my whole my whole entire family always goes out together uh-huh. to go watch all the movies. So I have like a very like personal connection to them. And when Endgame came out, it was 2019. That was the year I graduated. And so when oh. so when when me and my dad talk about Endgame, he kind of sees it as like the closing of like that chapter. Of my that's life. That's pretty cool. It's, it's, that's kind of sad, but cool. It's so poetic, and it's so I don't no, know. It is. But like in this movie, it was like the culmination of, I think, eleven years of content at that point. Twenty-two movies, I believe. It's just so filled with like fan service, but not like cheap fan service. Like like it felt like so satisfying yeah. to watch all of these things get tied off. Um. Anyway, I can talk for days about Endgame, so I'll stop there. Um. <laughs> my next yeah. movie. Is. Did you have any thoughts? You feel uh, you look like you want to say something. No, I I just that's so. I don't know. That kind of hit home. The way you <laughs> that. that was pretty interesting. Thank you. I could I could go on for days about yeah. my connection with that movie. Yeah, the only ones I haven't seen with my dad um, are Shang Chi and Captain Marvel. I've seen them, but I just haven't watched them with him. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I I'm obsessed with Marvel movies and a lot of it is because of that like that connection. But I also think they're very well done films. It's pretty and they get good reviews. So yeah. there's gotta be they're doing something. Right? They are doing something. All right. Next one is Inside Out. Have you seen Inside I've Out? I've seen Inside Out. It's a pretty cute movie. I, I would not put it in my top five, but I think it's a good movie. I don't know. Inside Out like I love Pixar movies. They're I do too. They're some of my favorite out there. And like, you know, love me some Toy Story Three, love like toys holding hands yeah. as they're about to get burned. Um, and stuff, but Inside Out just hits me. I don't know. It hits me in my feels. They do such a good job of Pete Doctor, especially, does a really good job of taking these like abstract ideas about the human existence and then forming them into like this animated creation that makes sense and you know makes yeah. sense to kids. But then, as an older person watching them, you understand so, like a deeper level of it. And I think its message um, is so beautiful too. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a good movie. And my final one is Marriage Story. I've never seen Marriage Story. It's a movie I've wanted to see. I just Marriage never Story. got around a lot around around to it. But I've heard very good things about that movie. I've heard it's one of the most 
intense watching experiences oh. of a film. I love it so much. It's one of those movies where, you know, like Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, they're like the lead characters and the movie kind of like never wants you to choose one of them to like yeah. or makes you at the very least constantly flip between which one you like, which one you yeah. think is in the right or the wrong. And it's it's just such a beautiful story. It's very, very depressing at times, but like they do such an excellent job doing it. And Noah Baumbach is really good at writing like realistic dialogue too. Yeah, it was it was I saw some scenes from that movie. It gets pretty intense. It's really good. That one scene, the the really famous one where they're fighting. The drywall punch scene? Yes, that that one's pretty intense. So I'm gonna give you my top five now. Okay. It's definitely a lot different than yours. That's fine. I'm uh, this about is, to see if I've seen any of them. Okay. Uh Jackass number two. I have not. Um that is a movie. It's not really got a plot. But I think it's the most intense jackass movie they ever made. It was the best mm-hmm. pranks, the best stunts. I don't know. I grew up watching that. It was just a very nostalgic movie of my childhood. And I could throw that on at any time and I'll laugh. And I think for me, a lot of the stuff they do is really interesting because yeah. I don't know. I think they just kind of beat to their own drum. They don't really care what anyone thinks about them, that whole crew. Yeah. They had a TV show on MTV for two years. And then they started making movies. They've made three, and the fourth one's coming out in February. I'm definitely going to go see that. I was going to ask, are you excited for that one? Very excited. I watched the trailer for it just because you mentioned it. Yeah. If you hadn't mentioned it to me, I would not have watched yeah, the trailer. Yeah, it's not a movie I feel like you would like. I don't know. I You know, I would at least watch it. It's funny. I would give it a try for you. It's, if, it's, if you were like, it's you brainless, it, it's it. brainless humor. You know, mm-hmm. if you're bored, it's on. You're going to get a good laugh. I mean, you got Steve-O, John Knoxville... The whole crew. Yeah. They're it's not playing crew. characters. They are themselves. They're just, just going themselves. Through. And I'm more into that stuff. You yeah. know, I, I don't like character. That's, <laughs> I mean, I like character, but I'm not a big. I, I like real. Okay. Is my thing. Okay. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. That's going to be my top five. Super bad in my top. Uh, Ferris Bueller, I like, again, it's another very nostalgic movie towards my childhood just because I just remember watching that with my parents. Not to kind of copy you, but it's not as deep. I just remember <laughs> watching it for the first time with my parents. Yeah. And I think I just like it because, you know, I like the message of it. Yeah. You know, because he kind of lives life in a way that I think we all could take a little note in our books and live life like Ferris Bueller. Even though he's a terrible, terrible friend to Cameron in that movie. Yeah. In the parts that you probably saw. The way that he lives life and the famous quote, I have it on my laptop right Do here. You? It says, yes. It says, well, it's not the quote, but it's the most famous quote for that movie that I always remember. It's that life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. And that's really yeah. true. Living life to the fullest is very important. So that's why Ferris Bueller is on my list. Yeah. Super bad is on my list because I think it's just single-handedly the greatest teen comedy movie ever made and I don't think any movie will ever be able to emulate what was done with that film it is so funny it is so funny it is so perfectly well done from McLovin I have McLovin on my laptop you all can see it um with the whole fake ID uh, that brought Jonah Hill out to the public basically that was a big breakout movie Michael Sarah's great in it Seth Rogen's awesome in it and also it kind of inspired me to get into doing some screenplay and stuff. Because oh, cool. Seth Rogen and his writing partner, 
uh, there's a joke that if Seth Rogen is the face of that writing partnership, how ugly must the other writing partner be? <laughs> but they wrote that movie together when they were 17 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. even know that. And for it to be one of the greatest teen comedies of all time has made me realize, well, damn, I could do that too. That's so cool. That's so really that's, neat. that's why that's in my list. Um, number, I think I'm on, that was three, so I'm on two. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is great. That's I have, seen, great I have seen that movie. I don't know. I yeah, I almost got a little teary-eyed watching that. I watched it in school for the first time, and I hated it. I was like, this is just a stupid school movie. Yeah. And then over break, we had that really long break this year. Mm-hmm. And over break, I watched it, and the whole get busy uh, living or get busy dying just it struck a chord. I really liked that movie. And number one, I already mentioned it, Goodfellas. Um. I don't really know what to say about that. That's just a great, great movie. Okay, I have a question for you. As I haven't seen many, many Scorsese films. Uh-huh. What sets that apart from the rest to you? It's a little more fast-paced. Um, also, the fact that it's kind of about the mob, but it's about a real mobster, so it's a real story. Well, actually, a lot of this thing's based off real people. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, Wolf of Wall Street, that's a real... Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you got Goodfellas. That's a real story. Mm. I think those are the only two, actually. But I don't know. Something about it was just different, and it was very fast paced, and the cast was amazing, and also a lot of the cast ended up being in The Sopranos, and I think that's also why I like it because yeah. I like a lot of the cast members already from being in The Sopranos, and I just like gangster movies, and I think it's the greatest gangster movie of all time. I also think gangster movies itself have spawned some of the greatest pieces of cinema and TV we've ever seen, in my opinion. No, I've definitely, I mean, I definitely hear, like, the accolades of Goodfellas, exactly. The Godfather, The Sopranos, all movies. And... The Godfather is something that people consider the greatest yeah. people movie like, of all time. People like part two more, right? Or yeah. Am I, am I, or is, am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, it goes, ha- like, one or two is up for debate, but they just say that three is terrible. Yeah, but, yeah. I've heard that. Um. What was I going to say to you? Oh, my gosh. Gangster movies. Gangster movies. Yeah, I've been trying to get into... Oh, not trying to get into them, because that would imply that I'm actually making an effort to do it. But yeah. it's in my head. I was in a class recently, um, and we watched snippets of um, The Sopranos. And it was re- it was the episode where he goes to college, with uh, on college tours with his daughter. Yeah, that's, that's the episode they say that made it, like... it. So the first four episodes, they're okay. Yeah, but that fifth episode, which was the episode that you're watching snippets of, really took it over the map. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like it's the emotional like family element of it, right? Yeah, it like made well at the root people. of the show is just a show about a family. Yeah, you know, and we all come from families with dysfunction, but theirs just happens to be they're in the mafia. Yeah, and it shows. I mean, even though you don't want to admit it, you're drawn to the show because. Even though these people are terrible people, they're just a family. And all families have some of the issues that they face. It yeah. humanizes terrible people. And although we are not inherently terrible people, we have some of the traits that they have. Yeah, we all, all have darkness. Do. We all have darkness. And, you know, it's also nice to laugh at the fact that we're not like them. So yeah. that's why I love that show. But, yeah, gangster movies. That's awesome. I yeah, love that. I, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna start. I think the next show that I start watching will be The Sopranos. I think if and you get through, it. if you get through the first five episodes, you'll not stop into it. watching. Okay. It, it's just getting through the first four, getting to episode five. Yeah. That's what 
because I had tried to watch it at least two or three times. I couldn't watch it until I got to episode five, and then it was just, it was just straight I, was, through I for you? was going through it. I watched it in two weeks, and it's a seven-season, wow. hour-long episode. There's seven seasons of that show you did in two weeks? That's impressive. Yeah. That's really impressive. I, I think... Was, well, it was during break, so I had nothing to do. Oh, I, I mean, I'm over break. I watched. Sorry, we're kind of running over time. I think we need to end relatively soon. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon, but you could finish. But it. I was very proud. Of, I watched uh, BoJack Horseman over. That's a that's a show. I feel like I need to be in the right mental space to watch. Oh, have you wait? Have you seen it already? I've, or you? I've I, I've seen the first couple of episodes, and I really liked it. I think it definitely gets. I mean, I don't know if you're into like the more narrative storytelling for of it because you know it kind of pitches itself as kind of just like oh zany adult sitcom mm-hmm. but then they get into some like very serious topics of like mental I health i kind of think that's why i want to watch it i want to get into it and so. like it takes like the first half actually i forget which website it was but it's really interesting some website that did like like movie reviews they had something where they're like for netflix shows we're only gonna watch the first half of the season and we're gonna review it uh-huh. right and so bojack got some really low score for that and then they ended up watching the second half, and they redid their entire philosophy for watching or for reviewing Netflix shows. Wow! Because the second half is just so much different. The second half of the show itself. Oh no! Of the season, of the first season. Oh. Of the very yeah, first. I think season, I got to episode changes. six of the first season. And yeah. And I just never got around to finishing. I think it. that's the, I think that's like the line right before they cross into what the show was actually. Yeah, like, I'll trying I'll, to I'll have to give that a watch. That it's will be my good. next watch. But, I'm actually started. Shameless, I just started. I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, it's just it's so long, you know. Like we're <laughs> we're college students. I need. I feel like I might transition to BoJack just because it's like thirty-ish ep- yeah, episodes. Yeah, they're it's really digestible. Quicker. Yeah, and and Shameless, the hour episodes, twelve seasons. It's gonna take me a while. Yeah. But we gotta wrap it up. We do. Our last segment, it's going to be a really quick one. We're each going to give each other a movie to watch, and then next week we're going to talk about it on the show. Yeah. So what is your movie you have brought for me? So my movie, I was concerned that you had seen it, but now I know that you most certainly have not seen it. I'm going to recommend that you watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know if I've you have seen it. a means of watching it. If not, you're more than welcome to come over because I have it. You can watch it I there. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, we, I think it is on Netflix. So I think I will, so, so, I will, so you should go. You're I good. will be watching that. Okay. Uh, my movie for you. Yeah. So you said you're not a big Tarantino guy. No, I've seen What six... Tarantino movies have you seen? Okay, hold on. Let me go through this. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Pulp Fiction. I've seen the extended cut of The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's so many more that I've seen. What are some other ones? Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? I haven't seen Inglor- I, have, I have seen that one. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a movie that I think is a movie that's I really like it. It's yeah. called Big Time. Do you have Hulu? Yeah. It's on Hulu. It's Big Time Adolescence. It's a Hulu original movie okay. starring Pete Davidson and Griffin Gluck, and it's a comedy film that was filmed right here in Syracuse. Was it actually? Yes. Wait, that's really. Wait, are they like? Either of them from Syracuse or no, is it... but you know the American High. Oh, is it from American it's High? American got High. Got you. Yeah, I got you. And it got pretty good reviews. I think it's like an eighty something percent of Rotten That's Tomatoes. That's solid. So those are two great movies. We'll be coming back with our well own be. reviews of it next week. That is all for the first episode of the Some Pulp Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm Josh. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.